You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here for this week's Friday Morning GM with co-host Voss Laricos. Voss, how you doing? Life is good, Ken. Uh, coming off that statement win and heading into a nice two-game stretch to hopefully put some separation at the top of the AFC North. Yeah, this would be an absolutely something to be thankful for if they were able to to, to take care of both of these uh, games against the uh, Browns and then the Bengals over the next, what, 10 days or so. Uh just uh, you know, exciting thing to look at. And this, this is some people will be listening to this on Friday when it comes out. So it's actually be only a week until until we're completely done with it. it and then they better. have the mini buy, and then mm-hmm. they have the mini buy heading into the Chargers uh, Sunday night football game, and then the, the second mini buy. <laughs> right. So uh, so yeah, things are getting opportunity to get healthy for sure. Yeah. So you're going going to go into uh, Los Angeles and coming back with a. A uh, a buy after that as well, which is which is a great way to take your West Coast road trip with just that in the middle of a, of a long period. Um, yeah, you mentioned health. Uh, the injury report on the Ravens is the best of the year yesterday um, by far. Also, we're used to seeing a lot of names on it, particularly since the first few games of the year where players are dropping consistently. Now there are some people who are lost for the year already. We we you know we know that J.K. Dobbins is not coming back no matter what, um, and We've also not seen yet Tyus Bowser, but the only three people on the report yesterday were Odell Beckham. Let me get this right here. Morgan Moses returning. Right. And Michael Pierce, who had an illness. 
which is an yeah. unbelievably clean report. Absolutely. For this time of year, unbelievably clean. Uh, really just, you know, it seems that Ronnie Stanley and Adafi away and some of the other players that were nursing something um, seem to be pretty much at full health. And the big news is Morgan Moses returning to full practice after missing last week. Um, certainly could use his help against the Browns uh, defensive front this week coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it was actually McCarry's worst game of the year was playing against Miles Garrett um, earlier this year. McCarry coming off an unbelievable game this last week. Uh, the, the first A-plus grade for any Raven this year. He only missed two blocks the entire game. Both both of those not at the line of scrimmage. Obviously didn't have any negative events. Uh, just a fantastic game from Patrick. His, really the best game of his career, but uh, absolutely outstanding. And the first A-plus of the year for the Ravens. Yeah, very good. I saw your write-up and uh, was very impressed by uh, his overall scoring. You saw it on the field and you said, well, he didn't give up too much pressure, if at all, but uh, to have you go play-by-play and get an A-plus, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, there's, there's often something. I, I'm I'm always hesitant to comment on offensive line play before I've sat down and score it, sit down and score it, because it, it doesn't take a lot of failures to really um, add up to something significant, but uh yeah, he's he definitely had a fine game. Uh, one thing we've heard a little bit of on this week uh, we'll talk about is Jason Pierre-Paul coming out and saying that he's still practicing. Yes, he apparently uh, reported to a report by Josina Anderson. He is interested in signing to a practice squad on a contender. Um, and I personally would be uh, interested in that for a low-cost move. Um, in addition to Tyus Bowser, there's also – we don't know if David Ojabo is going to return this year. The tea leaves seem to be pointing in the direction that he is not. Um, and I personally believe that whether injury arose or even as an upgrade over Tavius Robinson, who has one of the worst pass rushing grades in the league out of any edge defender, um, he could be a worthwhile addition for cheap. There, there are some reasons to do it and some reasons that I, I can come up with one really good reason to do it is that it would give you some early down coverage at outside linebacker. And it might also allow you to, to put him in the game on third down and kick him inside to try and get some pass rush where they have been getting good pass rush already from Michael Pierce, but cut the snaps for, for uh, Pierce and cut the overall snap burden on the defensive line, which has been a, an average of about 43.7% so far per lineman this year. Yes, that's been a concern of mine um, with Pierce in particular, with his injury history and how well he's played. We've talked about the uh, Namakum Sue, keeping tabs on him if they need it. But when you look at this team, there's a few things that could derail the season, knock on wood. One is certainly offensive tackle, but uh, another could be losing somebody up front. So to have maybe a JPP or a, or a Sue on speed dial if you need them, that's uh, would behoove. Eric DeCosta at this point of the season. So we've, we've talked a little bit about Sue over the last couple of weeks, and we talked about JPP too. What's your feeling on the player who is more likely to directly address the Ravens' need? Because I think it would be Sue from a lineman perspective, but, but the other, other question is from a readiness perspective. Um, well, certainly JPP is familiar with the scheme after playing in it last year, so that would certainly speed up his learning curve as far as any new wrinkles that McDonald has incorporated. Um and then again, defensive tackle is kind of a plug-and-play position where uh, there's not 
I mean, there's some stunts and, and some some shifting, but pretty much it's uh, pretty similar from team to team as far as what they're asking the players to do. Either or for me, I'm just thinking, can you upgrade? Would Sue be an upgrade over maybe some Brent Urban snaps? And would JPP be an upgrade over Tavius Robinson snaps? Okay, fair enough. I, I don't even need either of those players to necessarily be replaced. I, I kind of like having the depth, particularly if mm-hmm. either, either Sue or JPP were okay with the practice squad role. Yes, and it's not something we're pounding the table for here, but uh, worth bringing up on this show because that's really probably what Eric DeCosta is spending a lot of his time doing this time of year is lining up those contingency plans where he needs them. Yeah, you have you have those two guys as contingency plans, and obviously if you sign either of them to the practice squad, you can you can release, you can catch and release like fishing. But <laughs> is there a different player? I mean, the Ravens are right at the top of contending teams. They they are in everybody's uh, sights as far as a team they would like to go to, including players who are currently on NFL rosters and may get released as super veterans, the way mm-hmm. say Terrell Suggs did a few years ago. Uh, you know, given his freedom to go find a team for the playoffs, kind of thing. Or um, you know, there 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 could be others as well, but there also could be some other big name that we're not thinking of yet that says, hey. I'm ready to go right now if you want me. Um, sure. Should do the Ravens need to be careful about that at all, or the fact that they're on the practice squad means, yeah, they can, you can sign them and you can also let them go. Uh, I, I'm okay with that personally. The rings chasers, so to speak, the, the guys mm-hmm. that are on their last last year or second to last year, and they want to try to win a championship. Um, I'm okay with that. I think that's uh, you know even uh, was it Bobby Williams in 2012, the uh, veteran guard that sort of was riding on Ray Lewis's coattails as a player that wanted yes. to win a championship. Eric um, Williams, sort of thing. Not, not Eric Williams. Who was the guy, Bobby, the guy from the Bobby. Bengals? Bobby Williams. Bobby. Yeah. I think it was Bobby. Um, you know, I don't think that necessarily – it seems like they have great chemistry this year. It really does. You see the players. You see Morgan Moses on Wired, um, you know, getting in – hyping people up, and you see everybody excited for Beckham, and you see uh, – you know, it just seems like really good vibes going around this year. So – I wouldn't be too concerned with the chemistry aspect of it. Um, I think that's a way you can save money on the cap long-term. We've seen the Chiefs and some other teams where they can sign a veteran to cheaper than what he's probably worth on the open market, and he wants to come to your team to try to win the Super Bowl. That probably went into to play, came into play with uh, Clowney um, and Van Noy as well mm-hmm. during this year, and Darby probably for that matter. So uh, maybe a, a hidden benefit of taking on that – that Odell Beckham expenditure is that it raised the profile of the Ravens and maybe some veteran ring chasers eyes. Yeah. I like the word. I like the word ring chasers, but uh, that's good. Uh, Let's go on to one other thing. Now we heard this on the radio largely because I asked Rob long about it, but um, it's also been on Twitter a lot. So it's not my original idea by any stretch of the matter. But people are concerned, of course, now with the success of the Ravens defense that McDonald is going to be lost as a head coaching candidate somewhere else. I don't think it's a it's a certainty by any means, but it could happen. And, um, you know, if, if we were handicapping it, we'd probably assign a reasonable percentage to it. I, uh, that might be an interesting thing to try and do now. What, what do you think the chances are that he's a head coach somewhere next year? I don't think they're as high as some in the flock are making it out to be. He's only 36 years old. Um, most teams prefer an offensive-minded, most 
owners and GMs prefer an offensive-minded head coach or a uh, a managerial style like a Harbaugh who doesn't have expertise on one side because if you bring in a hotshot DC to be your head coach and then you hire an offensive coordinator and he gets your offense humming, he's gone because um, there's offense. I mean, you have a, flu, a few. You have uh, Salah the Jets, Eberflus with Chicago, and D'Amico Ryans with Houston. And then Brandon Staley's probably the one that kind of reminds me a lot of McDonald. Number one defense um, with the Rams. Uh, got the head coaching job with the Chargers. Mixed results. Definitely mixed results there as far as his head coaching. Um, but, you know, kind of an inventive scheme. McDonald's a great play caller. But we don't know if he's a great manager and a leader, uh, especially as a 36-year-old man. So long story short, or circling back, I would say maybe 60% chance that he would okay. uh, get a job. Yeah, so that That's high still. I mean, I, I, was, I was thinking 40 myself. Okay. Um, and if you go around, I mean, there's been a lot of guys. I mean, there's been a lot of really talented coaches who – for whatever reason, don't pass the head coaching sniff test. And right at the top of that list is Eric Bieniemy, who sure. there's every incentive to hire him with with uh, Rooney rule considerations and whatnot. But but there there are um, there's not been a taker yet, and people are wondering why. But it's it, you know it, it, I don't think it's anything about how he coaches offense. I don't think it's anything about that. Which means I, I got to come back to it's probably something about how people think he relates to players or or is able to manage things or juggle priorities or whatever it might be. It's a different skill set. I mean, being a coordinator is different than being head coach. Is much more high level, organizing practice, not designing schemes and calling plays. Um, just a quick aside: how I was discussing with somebody, Dev, actually, the uh, how strong the Ravens' assistant coaches staff is this year made a comparison to the 2000 Ravens defensive coaching staff, Mm -hmm. which had defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis, defensive line coach Rex Ryan, linebackers coach Jack Del Rio, defensive assistant Mike Smith, all became head coaches. Donnie Henderson was the DB's coach. He's the only one who didn't, but he was a longtime uh, coordinator after that. So uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, but those those were all a little bit older. They've been around the league, just sort of that. It's a different personality style, I think, really. Right. That was an unbelievable uh, set of coaches. And they really talked about it when Marvin Lewis left, that they had a succession plan in place. And Jack Del Rio never got his chance uh, with this team. That Mike Nolan actually came in and was the defensive yep. coordinator. For, and I'm not even sure if Mike Nolan might have been around in, in not in 2000, maybe in 01. I think 01, or he may have been an assistant. I looked at it yesterday, but I don't have it uh, in front of me now. So and then, but anyway, then Del Rio never really got his chance, which was was kind of a, a, a strange thing. He got to he got the Jacksonville gig before he uh, uh, he uh, uh, got his chance in Baltimore. But anyway, they Rex were all pretty Ryan, successful. Rex was successful. Marvin, uh, Mike Smith in Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. had a good good run down there too. So uh, anyway. All right. So the other good, thing that's uh, been stuff. suggested. So we, we we we've gone a little bit back and forth on the on the McDonald thing, and, and we think there is a risk clearly between the two of us that that he'll be a head coach next year. Uh, on the other side, um, is are the folks on on Twitter who want to you know basically get rid of Harbaugh, and I think that, that's a lot of what you see on Twitter is people who really want to get rid of Harbaugh and they don't have a good reason, but right. they say we'll lose McDonald otherwise. Oh my God, you know, kind of thing, and they 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 say we have to do that. Uh, to get rid of him. First of all, I'm not at all a fan of getting rid of Harbaugh without really, you know, a, a really good Casus Belli here on this. He's he's a um, uh, 
a great long-term head coach. He's probably headed for the Hall of Fame at this point. Um, he certainly is not far from it. Um, and he's a guy who I think, I doubt if you asked him today, he could many, make any declarative statement about when he intended to retire. Even I, I doubt he really could even gauge his own feelings about that. You know, unless there's some unknown health issue or whatever. I mean, you know, five years from now, do you think Harbaugh knows right now whether he'd want to retire then? Uh, probably not. I mean, he's still prime age to be an NFL head coach. And, you know, a lot of these guys, they want they want their name in the record book with most wins or most, you know, years tenured. And uh, it comes from a football family, obviously. So I don't think he's looking to get out of it. I would personally put the over-under on Harbaugh at three years. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, from hmm. now, because I think there's a chance he goes out on top, and there's another chance that the Ravens don't quite get over the hump. And Bashadi says, "Hey, you've been our head coach for almost 20 years now, and it's time to turn it over." I will say, in the last few years, I question sometimes his ability to resonate with the players as he gets a little bit older, and the players become a little bit younger and a little bit more me-focused, self-centric. Um, we've seen that with the trade requ- requests. There's been quite a few trade requests, but that was not uh, something that went on very often early on in his tenure. What it seemed like maybe he could have been a little bit more relatable, but uh, but that's all speculation. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point, and that's certainly something that that you could uh, point to. And and some of the things about Eric Bieniemy that I say about about you know what might be wrong. I'm just guessing. I have no idea what the reason is. The record speaks for itself. He was not hired as a as a head coach, or at least not yet. Um, so something in that interview process, because the pressure is very high for the NFL to find him a job, for for individual owners who talk to him to give him a job, 
know, if you bring him in and you bring in two other guys and, and you hire, you know, anyone else besides Eric Bieniemy, who's been waiting for a while now, it's it's obviously something that you you have to start answering questions about. But it, there must be something. It's it's kind of like you know the, the beautiful girl you see who can't seem to ever get in a stable relationship. There's something wrong. <laughs> All looks, no personality. Yeah. I think Bieniemy, I've I've seen his press conferences have been a little bit uh, off the wall sometimes, and maybe that's not the image, but not because of his race or anything like that, just the way he gives a press conference. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think – well, I don't want to go down that road. But, uh, right. yeah, if he, if he deserves a shot, um, you know, I, I'm pretty much at this point, I feel like the NFL owners want to win more than anything else, so that's their number one priority. And if he was – the guy that they thought gave him the best chance, he would have got an opportunity and maybe he will in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, terrific. We don't need to go, go there any further. Um, so, the, so the other component with McDonald is, is it worth or is it even possible to create some sort of succession plan where you um, give him a promotion and a series of raises in a con- in a new contract extension that would get him up to, say, head coaching money over the course of, say, five years? And then I, I, you, it wouldn't even have to come with specific promises. It would be something of the nature of you're really overpaying for the coordinator position relative to the rest of the NFL um, in order to make sure you have this guy for an extended period. And it could even come with a a period of moratorium, a moratorium period on any uh, outside interviews. Probably not the entire five years, but maybe the first two years, no interviews. So this not this concept of head coach and waiting essentially is what we're talking about. That was uh, pretty popular in college football in 2008, 2009, 2010. Florida State pulled it off successfully going from Bobby Bowden to Jimbo Fisher, won a national mm-hmm. championship. That's fallen by the wayside now. It was really used as a recruiting tactic to tell the recruits, your older head coach is going to, you know, you have somebody capable here when this guy retires. Um, interestingly, the Ravens did it with their general manager position, yep. which is uh, – you know, very interesting point there. We don't know what kind of deal was struck with DaCosta. I know he did interview at some point, right, Ken? And then yes, with the Packers. You know, uh, right. But, and which is a franchise that you would think, uh, you know, one of those sterling franchises he would consider. Um, you know, as far as the money, um, and certainly that would be the way. You pay him more and you give him a little bit more control and you give him a, a definitive timeline. That's At least that's how I understand that they did with DaCosta and Ozzie. It's a definitive timeline and maybe we start getting a little more responsibility. Uh, average um, coordinator pay uh, is about a million dollars. Uh, Harbaugh is, I believe, the he's in the top 10 of head coaches at $12 million per year. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefanski is the cheapest head coach at $3.5 million a year. So I think if you could come somewhere between that one million and three and a half with a t- definitive timeline and maybe some more control over perhaps the other assistant coaches or maybe even some influence on personnel, that might be enticing enough for McDonald. And he's still a young guy. I think he probably knows if he looks in the mirror, he might need a little bit more seasoning until he's ready too. Yeah, great opportunity, obviously, to make some additional money in the in the meantime. But uh, uh, that might get it done. I, I I don't. I wouldn't have trouble 
So obviously, I'm not spending either, quote unquote, my cap dollars or Bishotti's actual dollars out of out of his wallet to go to, say, go as high as four, even five million at the end of a five year deal. I don't know exactly where DaCosta's salary fit in on the, you know, assistant general manager to um, Ozzy level of pay. Ozzy would, I, I doubt he was making a lot of money. I don't even think, I, I don't know what, when they, when they changed Ozzy into being a scout, Bashadi uh, uh, had some comments about, you know, Ozzy will be around, he'll be the highest paid scout or whatever. <laughs> it's something, I, they probably cut his salary at some point to, to, be commensurate but the fact that that was so seamless is as is really a wonderful thing about the ravens organization it says great things to other people who would come in and work here absolutely and this is an opportunity where bashadi as you said can you know just the same as a practice facility or some of the other you know add-ons the the extras that he uh can give to the franchise that don't impact the, the salary cap um if there's a way to make it happen I think it's a it's a good idea. The other guy is Anthony Weaver too. I mean, yeah, I think he absolutely might not be the tactician that McDonald is, but he has the leadership and the and the personality and the uh, you know just the, the managerial skills maybe to be a, a head coach before McDonald. Yeah, I, I first of all, a hundred percent agree, and I I think it's it's more obvious even at the podium how much of an obvious head coaching candidate that, that, that Weaver is. He's an extremely good orator. Um, his, his demeanor with the players is fantastic, extremely relatable. Uh, it just seems all kinds of uh, natural for him to, him to uh, get a job there somehow. I, I want to go back to Harbaugh, though, for a moment, and how Harbaugh's position might be compromised within a scheme where there is a head coach in waiting. And this, this is, I think this is the most valid point of why it wouldn't work is you immediately shift Harbaugh into a lame duck status. It's kind of mm-hmm. like being elected for your second term as president. Um, yeah, you have four years, but now your vice president is, is already campaigning to replace you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, the, if you've seen the show Veep, it's it's almost funny how they keep them in another building and they never call them, and they, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the the whole joke that they're not involved mm-hmm. in anything. But uh, uh, it it really is it, it's potentially a problem when your coordinator is the guy, and then you have a troublesome player who doesn't want to hear it from one parent and he wants to right. take it to the other. Yeah. Exactly. I so I guess they could keep it under wraps potentially, like they did with the Costa and Ozzy, and that would be a way to circumvent that. But definitely, I agree with you. That would be a potential issue. The head coach needs to have you know omnipotent power almost, so it, to 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 enforce their their uh, their imprint on the team. So, as you said, you know, I, I, mommy says no, so I'm going to ask daddy. Sort of thing could be a yep. problem. <laughs> That uh, that would be the that would be the way. I, I do think if there's an organization that can do it and and make people understand, I think it's I think it's the Ravens. But then I think back to the transition from Billick to um, and having Ryan, Rex Ryan around, who was expecting mm-hmm. to be the head coach next, and then Harbaugh in 2008. You know, Ray Lewis made the very unfortunate statement that Rex Ryan was really the head coach that year. Well. First of all, you know, you have a Hall of Fame head coach coming in who's who's proved that that he was, you know, a worthy leader in the years since. Um, frustrating that that would, you know, that kind of comment will be made. But that also that probably is going to color 
how you you go through dealing with this kind of a uh, of a change of management and and uh, deciding if you want to you want to announce how you're switching riders in advance. Yeah, there was a lot of tension between Rex and, and John in the early years, and I think uh, that's why Rex moved on when he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in favor of Rex at the time. I, re- I remember because, you know, he anyway. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's time to, to start considering that right now. Todd Munkin could potentially be a successor. Um, and as I said, Weaver, there's, there's quite a few options. I don't think you need to – uh, worry too much about losing a coordinator unless that's going to impact you know your scheme to an extent where paying Roquan turns into a, a negative or something like that. Right. I, I'll just I'll say this. I think the chance of Monken being the next head coach is extremely low. Um, age alone says you don't do that kind of thing. That that mm-hmm. you want to you want to come in and bring in a younger guy like Harbaugh probably a little bit before 50, 45, maybe ideal 39 would not, would, would, could be better. It could, it might not work out either. And obviously, you know, some of the guys who got in real early, like Josh McDaniel, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he's going to work out either time for McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, there's been others that, that, that it hasn't worked for as well, obviously, but it's, I think, you can really hit pay dirt when you get a Tomlin age guy or a, or a Harbaugh age guy and you, and you have them then for a long time and they, they, they define your franchise in a positive way. And you look at how many of the Ravens records are really now uh, defined since the beginning of the Harbaugh era. Um, there's two major breakpoints. They almost never go back to 1996 on records at all unless they have to do it because Eric Turner had five straight interceptions that year or something. <laughs> they, they, it's almost always since 2000, the Ravens record in night games is blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. or, or since 2008, when John Harbaugh arrived, you know, their record on in, in night games is, you know, whatever it is. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see them. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see them hiring an older coach again. I think they've had too much success now hiring a guy. And they obviously, Marcha Broda was not Bishotti's guy. And Bishotti is going to have a management strategy that's, that's I think, more akin to um, we want to make sure we have a stabilizing force in the organization for, for a period. And we can live with coordinators leaving. So Absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, and also I think it's notable that the Ravens sort of put uh, – Gave McDonald a job interning at Michigan as a defensive coordinator for Jim for that mm-hmm. one year and then brought him back. So for all we know, maybe there already is a succession plan in place that Pashadi has already earmarked and it is under wraps. At this point, I I trust Pashadi to make the right decision in this yeah. in this regard. I, that was his that was his how he made his business and he's brought that to the NFL franchise seamlessly, perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, it is important to note this is a Bishotti decision. He's not in the in the Eric DaCosta hiring tree. So it's not a DaCosta decision to make. You know, so you have the president, uh EDC, uh the, gen- the president, the general manager, the, the head coach, um uh, and this one other that all report to the who am I who am I missing? Dickess. No, that's the, the president. Pres- uh yeah, so Sashi oh. Brown, Dickess. Uh it, it's it's uh it's general manager, head coach. They're the, they're the two you always see the, the face and the president. Maybe I'm thinking of Bishotti being the fourth guy at these meetings, but I think there's a fourth guy who reports directly um, to the president. I'm trying to remember who that is. But well, uh, probably Bishotti. Kevin Byrne, the PR. Um, well, there's a couple of different heads, but yeah, that's a good point. The organizational flowchart of the Ravens is not owner, GM, you know, going vertically, mm-hmm. owner, GM underneath, 
head coach underneath, the head coach and the GM are in tandem. They're on the right. same horizontal uh, line there. Yeah, there are there are out there. There are both um, means out there. It's usually actually fairly unusual to have the head coach reporting the GM, but you can have a strong head coach situ- a situation where they have the final say on draft picks yeah. and and other things. That uh, that occurred with Gruden, for example, and Mayock and and whatnot. Belichick, yep. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, great stuff, uh, Voss, as always. Uh, uh, tell folks where they can find your stuff online and talk football with you. Sure. I'm on Twitter at Vasilis Beatdown, V-A-S-I-L-I-S Beatdown. I am the author and co-managing editor of Baltimore Beatdown blog. And I have another podcast where you can uh, live stream YouTube on Twitter. It is at Raven's Way Pod. All right. Outstanding. Other folks out there who want to be on a film study short, hit me up. DMs are always open on Twitter. I've got lots of great ideas. They're coming in at more than one per week right now. So I have a hard time keeping up. If I have you know, offered you this kind of thing before we've talked about doing a pot and I've forgotten somehow, please nudge me and we'll get right <laughs> back on that. Um, because I've, there's definitely been a, a few cases where I haven't kept up with it or we had planned to have a meeting and something, something fell through and we didn't reschedule. That's all on me, but, but please nudge me to get me going again. And, and I'll be happy to hear from you. For us, for Vas Laricos, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye. We'll talk to you next time on Friday morning GM. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.